Welcome back to another episode of What Do They Know Podcast. Today, the guys wrap up their division breakdowns with the AFC and NFC East. They will also rank their playoff teams for each conference and give their Super Bowl predictions to get ready for week one of football. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we're about to find out what's going on, everybody. This is another episode of the What Do They Know podcast. Uh, I'm with Jeff Jeff Garcia. My name is Nick Hoskins. Um, we have a full show for you today. We have a lot that we are going over as we get into week one. Football is officially here. I feel like we can say that um, as we are recording a little late this week on Monday. The first game is three days away, mm-hmm. um, and I am stoked about that. So we have a lot to jump into, but we're going to start a new segment this week just kind of to kick off the show, something a little fun, a little different, um, with just a random thought of the week. Each of us, you know, what came to you as you were driving to work or what made you kind of tilt your head and say, you know, wonder what's going on with that. <laughs> right. Um, so, Jeff, I'll let you go. What's your what's your random thought of the week? Well, this actually occurred to me on my drive home from work on uh, Thursday. So um, I was just don't even know why I thought of it. But um, I was thinking about my middle name, Brian, and I just, <laughs> I don't think anybody ever has called me Brian in in an endearing way, not even my mother. Shout out, mother. <laughs> my, um, <laughs> so it's only when you do something wrong. Oh yeah, Jeffrey Bryan. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's just one of those things yeah, where Nicholas Edwin. Yeah, yep. I agree completely. It's one of those things where they just like, what's the point? What's the point of a middle name? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just it, for anger and violence, basically. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So I was like, yeah, that was my random thought of the week. All right. Uh, what about you? Yeah. My random thought, so I'm obviously this is a sports podcast, so I'll talk a little baseball as well. I'm a huge Yankee right. fan. They called up a couple guys from the minors this week this week. Um, but the minors are always referred to like your your players in the minors, they're referred to as your farm system. Now, why is it called a farm system? Like that occurred like where did that come from? I think it's because minor league ballparks are typically in the middle of nowhere. Oh, in the in like the, the farm farms. fields, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's my thought, but that was something that I was like, why do they call it a farm system? I always imagine it was like they produce them like in like vegetables or something. Wow. And they just grow them. They're in their, their crop. Minor league players do Minor- grow on trees. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah. All right. So those are our random thoughts of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to do that each week. You know, something quirky, something fun, something random to, to kick off the show. Um, we will continue answering questions. We really appreciate you guys continuing to set in some topics and some discussions um, our boy Joe sent in another one, kind of a follow up from his um, his question last week about Jonathan Taylor. So, all, Joe, yeah, thank you, Joe. We appreciate your participation, brother. Um, we will kick off the, uh, with his question. Um, so he said, "I'll piggyback off last last week's question. Now that JT, which is Jonathan Taylor, is stuck without a suitor for a trade, do you guys think that he holds out, or do you think they find a middle ground and pay him?" So again, Jonathan Taylor demanded a trade was told that he wasn't going to get traded. Then they gave him permission to seek a trade, but with a deadline, mm-hmm. the deadline came and went, which not to toot my own horn, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. I, I said that, you know, they weren't going to end up doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the deadlines came and went and he's on the pup list, which PUP physically unable to perform list, mm-hmm. which means he's out a minimum of the first four weeks. Right. Um, so that to me is the big, is like when it starts, like when the timeline starts again, like after those four weeks, what's going to happen? Um, for me personally, I think that he's going to end up caving one way or the other, whether it's, he just comes back without a new deal 
or they pay them, uh, you know, an extra mil or an extra two incentives. million or whatever incentives. Yeah, like structure the contract a certain way, like Josh Jacobs, yep. um, and come back. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I feel like, and this could obviously very easily change, but typically in the NFL, there aren't a ton of big in-season trades like that. Right. You know what I mean? Typically, yeah. the, the the big trades that happen in the offseason, or excuse me, the big trades that happen in the NFL are in the offseason right. rather than draft in the middle. Correct. Bit, yep, draft, yep, right around April, um, free agency, stuff like that. So I personally don't think he's going anywhere. Um, I think that he'll end up, you know, coming back one way or the other. But I'll give you – I'll let you share yeah. your thoughts. Well, he kind of has to because um, <clears throat> under the new CBA, they – he has to play at least six games or at least be available for six games um, for him to accrue that season uh, as completed. Otherwise, he's not going to become a free agent, and they're going to just do the whole uh, routine again next year. And the predicament that Jonathan Taylor is going to be in is at year's end, the Colts can just slap the franchise tag on him. Yep. <laughs> so that's going to create a whole other uh, situation with that. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, he, he's going to have to come out eventually. Um, the Colts are going to de- designate him probably with two weeks to, to ramp him up. So he's got to come up, come in at least eight weeks before the East, before the, the season ends to, to accrue those six games played. Um, but from there, uh, after the offseason, I don't know what's going to happen, but he's definitely not going to be happy until he gets traded or, or paid. But yeah. uh, I, I'm assuming it's going to be traded. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's one of those things that's just going to kind of – die down with with time mm-hmm. um and it's you know it's a story now but i don't know if it will be in four or five weeks but we'll see so um joe again thank you brother for the question we appreciate it feel free anybody um you know obviously week one is kicking off so there'll be way more to talk about depending on what happens each week injuries you know storylines teams how they're playing things of that nature so um please feel free to send us in some questions and we'll we'll make sure to kick off all of our shows with you know, discussing whatever you guys, whatever you guys want. So um, we appreciate that. So now we will jump into um, the second to last episode of Hard Knocks. There's one, you know, last one tomorrow night, Um, but we'll do a quick review of of last week's episode. Um, I thought it was really entertaining because like I kind of previously spoke about Aaron Rodgers was suiting up for the first time. Um, There was some trash talk with him and him and um, one of the Giants middle linebackers. I don't even really recall his name. Um, <laughs> who are you? I don't know you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who you are. Shout right. out Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed it. You know, it kind of got me hyped all over again for, for the season. Um, it was, you know, we talked about the week before how they, they hadn't really done all the behind the scenes of the players. And this week I felt like was a, they actually did that. Mm-hmm. They went behind the scenes of two of their young wide receivers who, I mean, if you go off of uh, training camp they look to be like they could produce they could um you know help out a lot this year but right um so it was an entertaining episode and we have one more to go until until the season kicks off yeah <laughs> to be honest with you a ron is hilarious yeah you know? the more the more i yeah. i see him the more i like him he's got like that dry He's-ish. humor yeah. yeah oh absolutely yeah. And that that's like right up my alley yep and another thing with it is Nathaniel Hackett is such a perfect match with him. I agree. He's <laughs> so funny to me. He's hilarious. He's I'm hilarious. glad you brought that up. Like, he's such a he's he's a bro. Yeah, uh, Hackett's a, a bro. But yeah. I guess you can kind of see where it went wrong in Denver, though, yeah. <laughs> in head coaching. But as an offensive coordinator, he's he's a bro, especially with Aaron Rodgers. So I, I, I it's always funny to see that connection with with um, Rodgers and and Hackett. Yep. 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 
Perfect. All right. So we're going to jump into our last set of divisional breakdowns. Um, I know we have a lot of people um, excited about these these sets of teams. <laughs> you've been uh, waiting for this. Including myself. Yep, you've been uh, waiting so for So we're going to break down the NFC and the AFC East, um, two of the most interesting divisions in football, in my opinion. Um, we'll start with the NFC East, again, in no particular order. Um, we'll start with the Commanders. The Commanders of Washington. Yeah, I wanted to kind of get them out of the way. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sorry if anybody's a Commanders fan on <laughs> listening. I just... I really don't have a whole lot to talk about with them. Obviously, the big thing for them this year was getting rid of their their trash owner, Snyder, Dan Snyder. Yep. Um, I know a lot of fans are excited for the season simply because of that. Yeah, it's a new era. Um, it is a new era. Um, obviously, Ron Rivera is a great, in my opinion, a great coach. Yeah. So they'll always be competitive. I think they were, they finished in last place in the division, but they had seven or eight wins. I, if think I recall. It was seven. Yep. Um, so they weren't terrible, right? They weren't someone you were just going to walk all over. Right. Um, they have Sam Howell, their new quarterback. Um, he start. they gave him the nod this year. Also side note, Taylor Heineke, all the dude did was win as a backup. He never got the start. Nope. Everybody kept getting injured. They threw him in there. He performed. Everybody loves playing with him. And they, he still didn't get a shot this year. I don't I don't get that. I'm a huge Taylor Heineke fan, um, but they decided to go with Sam Howell, so mm-hmm. it is what it is at this point. Um, they signed Jacoby Brissett as a backup. Yeah. So, you know. We'll who, who was there in Cleveland last year? Correct. Who yeah. was there in Cleveland who, you know, played the first 12 games while filling in for Watson. Deshaun Watson. So right. he's a very, very capable backup. Um, and so I'll be curious to see that dynamic and how long of a leash Sam Howell has. And if Jacoby Brissett makes an appearance this year, but not a ton of weapons in, in Washington. I obviously Terry McLaurin um, is is a is a really talented receiver. Um, they have Chase Young on defense. He's a cornerstone of that of that franchise, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, there's really not a whole lot going on in, in Washington. I I don't ex- I don't really have high expectations for them this year. Right? Yeah. I mean, they brought in a new offense coordinator, Eric uh, Bieniemy. Bieniemy. That's from yeah, uh, that's Kansas true. City. So that's true. Um, we'll see how. Uh, that translates to so see if they bring some of that uh, Kansas City offense over to yep. Washington. So yep. that'll definitely benefit Sam Howell. I'm assuming they, they didn't give Heineke that chance just to, I guess, give Howell that sense of security yeah. rather than always looking over his shoulder that Heineke's always there. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you on that, but I, I, I enjoyed seeing uh, – Heineke play yeah and the dude just all he did was i mean he, he won. just he just mortared yeah. out there like yeah, he was he was bottling but uh, they decided to go with sam howell and we'll see where that goes but um because honestly i haven't seen too much of him at, at all so i don't know what he's shown in camp or or in yeah, other areas I, too. I don't either to be honest with you too, i haven't really yeah. yep i mean i don't know if you guys have noticed but i haven't really paid attention to the commanders, the commanders. This year. so <laughs> again i'm sorry if there's yeah. any commanders fans right. listening to this but <laughs> let us know if if, if he's the guy yeah. though <laughs> but uh, yeah Tarek McLaurin, he's he's gonna be their number one uh, they got dotson coming in i think their second year receiver um curtis samuel but curtis samuel i feel like always has injury issues he does every, yep. yep every once in a while and then brian robinson's and junior uh he shot his leg last year and missed a few games so well he didn't shoot his own leg oh he got shot in the oh leg. he got shot in the leg let's give oh. the guy some credit oh. okay oh. my bad he did. my bad brian he didn't shoot him he's not he's my not point B. he's not plexico burris okay he didn't shoot himself he didn't shoot him right here i think he got robbed i think he got shot in the leg 
So let's give the guy some credit. Okay? I think that's the connection that always happens when I hear getting, someone getting shot in yes. the leg is plexical burns. Just yeah. shooting himself. My bad, Bean. My bad, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just clear that up. He's not just walking around shooting himself <laughs> in the leg. <laughs> Whoops. Blooper reel yeah. right there. Um, but he's sharing the backfield with Antonio Gibson. Um, Antonio Gibson's like been there. Gibson yeah, he's been there a while. Yeah. So, um, no, I know that's not the most, uh, I guess, hopeful backfield yeah. you can have, but yeah. it's definitely serviceable. Yeah. Um, Brian Rodgers is second year player as well. So, I, um, I think the the thing that it hurts them the most is just the other three teams in the division. They're right. all very, very talented yeah, teams. All won over ten games last year. Uh, all over eleven, actually. I think. Um, and so, I mean, the Commanders, they just they had to do something in the offseason, I feel like, to compete, mm-hmm. and they really didn't do that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to wait for a little while just to see yeah. if someone falls off and then rebuild uh, of yeah. effectively in that sort of way. But, yeah, Chase Young, I think he's dealing with a stinger right now. Um, so he he's he hasn't even been cleared for contact yet. So the dreaded stinger, the dreaded stinger. So he he got that in the preseason opener, and that's what three weeks ago. So yeah. uh, that must be yeah, that's like turf toe. Yeah, just one of those things that just nags. Yep, yep. You don't know what it is, but hey, it's there. So we'll, we'll. I mean, their defense has always been up there, and it's always been underrated. Like no one ever talks about the Commanders' defense, but it's it's always consistent, especially with Ron Rivera there. Uh, I have. Uh, all the faith in Ron Rivera putting up uh, a decent to very good defense over there. So, yep. but it's just offense offensively. I, I, there's questions there. Yeah. So yep. big time. I agree. Um, we'll go to the giants next. Um, I have very high expectations for the giants. Ooh. I think they did a lot in the off season. Yep. Um, first and foremost, trading for Darren Waller was massive. Um, very, I, I yep. think that he is going to ball out this year. I think that him and Daniel Jones are going to have a huge connection. He's he's essentially the number one wide receiver target, even though he's a tight end. Yeah, like he's going to be he's going to be the equivalent, maybe not to that level, but he's going to be like the Travis Kelsey of oh, of the Giants. Yeah, their receivers the option. The receivers are lacking. Yeah. to be honest, but yeah, Darren Waller definitely makes up for that. Yep, he does. And obviously, the big storyline with the Giants is always going to be Saquon. Um, he is such a good talent. Can he stay healthy for a full year? Obviously, he held out in the preseason for for a few weeks trying to get a new contract, which always makes me nervous because if you didn't get a full camp, mm-hmm. your body's not in full football shape yet. Right. Maybe even even if he's just a week or two away, that could easily be a groin, a hamstring, you know, a calf, something mm-hmm. something minor because his body's just not where it needs to be yet. So that always makes me nervous from an injury perspective. But if he's healthy, he's electric. Um. So there's that. Again, I think Daniel Jones is going to have a, a much bigger year. Um, just be, you know, simply because of, of Darren Waller, they signed a couple other guys as well. Cole Beasley, um, Paris Campbell on the outside. Obviously, they still have Dar- Darius Slayton. Yep. Um, and their defense was was very very good last year um, under the new defensive coordinator. So I think they're going to be really good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot to be excited about for the G-Men. Um, they signed Daniel Jones to an extension. Yep. And also, uh, yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Yep. He got De- paid. Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence both got paid. They got their extension. So that that's that's big signings for them. They're they're, they're definitely having that foundation that every team needs to to get them through uh, the tough times and <laughs> and any sort of like influx of youth that then they that they want to have. But yeah, they have a really good defensive line. Uh, I think they had what top five pick last year in Thibodeau. 
Um, yeah. Yep. So yeah, I can't remember where he went, but he was in- <laughs> I want to say it was number four. Yeah. Yeah, because so they were right behind. They were right behind um, the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I mean they they they're stacked with talent on that defensive side. It's just going to be about uh, stopping the run for them on that defensive end. Uh, stats have them at ranked them at thirty first against the run last year. So hmm. <laughs> they they it's just something that they're going to have to work on. I know they signed somebody from the Colts, Bobby. Kukuriki, uh, he apparently had 130 tackles for Indianapolis the past few seasons. So Golly. That's, that's yeah. each of the past that's a, few seasons. That's a ball hawk that, right there. Yep. So having somebody there um, to stop the run game is definitely going to help um, that defense. So I think they, they improved where they needed to improve. Um, I think I th- I definitely see a step forward for, for that team. So, yeah, yep. I agree. Um, we'll go to Dallas. What are your thoughts on the, on the, G, uh, the Cowboys? Uh, Dallas. So the Cowboys... I mean, they didn't do much in free agency. I think they no, just, all they did no, was they was trade for uh, Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. Um, yep. I mean, they're big name players, but at the same time, they're aging name players. Um, that Cooks is the number two. It's probably a role that's better suited for him than the number one that he's he was thrusted in, like Houston for and, sure. and for sure and wherever else. And, well, with New Orleans, he was number one, but he, he was kind of misplaced number one. He, he's a deep threat. But as he gets older, how much of that speed is is still there? Um, so that question looms. And but definitely playing behind CD Lamb is definitely going to help him there, and and hopefully maximizes uh, his um, potential uh, in that offense. I know they're moving on from Kellen Moore, yeah, so that's, as from yeah. the offensive coordinator. So I I don't know what to expect really from that uh, offense. I know Tony Pollard is now the um, uh, number one running back, and I think deservedly so. I think he's been play, outplaying Zeke for a while. So Zeke just looks slow last year. Oh yeah. He just like kind of what we talked about last week with Najee Harris. Um, oh yeah. It just no burst. No. So no. yeah, I think it was long overdue for Tony Pollard to take over. Oh, absolutely. So I, I, and obviously with their offensive line, their offensive line is always stout. Like stout. Yeah. If healthy. Uh, I think I read somewhere that um, their left tackle, Tyron Smith has only played 17 games out of 51 and Mike McCarthy's <laughs> uh, tenure there. So that that's definitely something to look forward to is um, their health. If they're all healthy, which they are right now, then that will uh, definitely help out that run game and that uh, pass protection. Um, as for <laughs> their defense, they got Michael Parsons still there. That, that <laughs> he's definitely going to be he's a beast. He's he's going to be a big force there, and we'll see how many sacks he ends up getting by the end of the year but yeah they have pieces there it's just i'm not sure if they took that step forward and and i don't know if stephon gilmore and, and brandon cooks are the answers to the, what they needed yeah i agree i feel like when you look at the division as a whole the giants took a step forward mm-hmm. and the cowboys maybe they didn't necessarily took a st- take a step back but they kind of did by default right they didn't do anything and i feel like in my opinion i think the giants leapfrogged them mm-hmm. um the biggest storyline for me like you already talked about is mike mccarthy taking over the play calling um dak had 15 interceptions in 13 games last year um you know obviously he was injured for for a couple weeks he just didn't look like the old dak he didn't look like himself mm-hmm. um mccarthy has obviously put himself right in the crosshairs by taking over play calling duties oh yeah if dak has another year like that it's you can almost guarantee mccarthy is gone oh yeah um so well i'm i'm that to me is the biggest storyline for the cowboys obviously their defense is going to be great um they are a talented team but again i feel like they they didn't do enough 
to keep up with their division with mm-hmm. their own division right and they're, um, they're trading water right now yeah. and maybe don't because they let's not get it twisted they still won what like 12 games last year they or did something? yeah so it's not it's not bad to trade water at that at Correct. that level but at the same time you got the eagles and, and the giants both in that division and that's going to be a tough division uh, to overleap uh, overleap on both those teams yep i agree uh, rounding out the division, we have the defending NFC champions, the Eagles. Joe Rogers, I know you're listening to this one. Joe's a huge Eagles fan. Joe? Huge Eagles fan. Okay. Yep. Well, so I got nothing but good things to say I, I about know, the Eagles, to be honest with you. So yeah. Way to go, Joe. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> yeah, mean, they signed Jalen Hurts. They, so they, re- they signed Jalen Hurts. Um, they traded for DeAndre Swift and they signed Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. I think that's a sneaky good tandem. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved Rashad Penny with his time in Seattle. Um, St. Miles, they let they let Miles Sanders walk. Um, I think that Philly's kind of of the mindset of let's not pay running backs, right? And so they they let him walk. They didn't give him a big contract, and instead they traded for for Swift, who was obviously cheaper, and signed Penny to a lesser deal. Um, mm-hmm. So they have a good duo, and so I think that you know that's they have that's a good running back tandem behind Hertz who can also obviously run the ball himself. Right. Um, they did lose some guys on defense. Um, Javon Hargrave, Chauncey Gardner Edwards. Um, they, they, they did lose a couple key pieces, um, but I think they're still going to have a, a really good stout defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think they have the best receiving duo in the league, in my opinion, with, um, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Thank <laughs> you. Um, that those guys are are awesome. Um, mm-hmm. De, I mean, they both showed Devontae Smith. Nobody talks about this. He had over a thousand yards last year. Very quietly. Very quietly had yep. over a thousand yards. Yep. Um, and obviously AJ Brown just tore it up. Yeah. So, yeah. AJ um, Brown got all the spotlight. The, the Eagles are fine, right? I don't think anybody really questions where they're going to be at the end of the year, um, as far as division standings. Um, I have I have high expectations for them. Right, absolutely, yeah. And they had two first round picks this past year, and they they invested both uh, of them on defense too. They yes, got, they did. They got um, Jalen Carter at number nine, so it's a top ten pick, and then they got Nolan Smith, both from Georgia, I believe. So, which Georgia had an amazing defense. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> I mean they won what the national championship yep. last year for a reason. So yeah, I mean they're they lost some pieces, but they definitely gained some good pieces back on. Huh? During the draft, so my only questions will be their uh, their linebacking core. They got um, Sean Reddick, which they signed from Cardinals two, two years ago, <clears throat> two off seasons ago. But they got Zach Cunningham and uh, Nicobe Dean, which is a second year player. And Zach Cunningham's been waived twice, I believe, once by Houston, some, and then the other one by somebody else. Can't remember who, but they're very questionable on those linebacker positions. But um, for the most part, they got the, the cornerback and the and the def- defensive line to make up for that, I believe. So uh, the only interesting part that I'm going to look for is they lost both their coordinators. <laughs> they lost them, um, Gannon and um, Steichen. So um, we'll see how. Yeah, it's a good point. We'll see how they uh, adjust yeah. without those guys there. It's a good point. But yep, people don't talk about that. When you're a good team, odds are you're going to lose a coordinator, right? And you know that's going <laughs> to impact your 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 following season for sure. But right. Um, yeah, I don't think the Eagles are in any danger of right, not making no, the playoffs, yeah. not winning the division. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be just right, fine. They definitely so. have the talent to yep. go through it. All right, so well, that's the NFC East, and we'll go and we'll transition to the AFC East. We'll start with the Patriots. What are your What are you looking at with the Pats? So with the Patriots, let's see here. 
switch to my notes. I know that <laughs> they got Mike Jones on there, and they're all in with Mac Jones. Yeah, they so are. They got no room for error. They with cut Mac Jones. all of their other quarterbacks. Yep. I don't. Yep. Even, I don't know if they've signed a number two guy yet, but like they I, literally, as of cut down day, had no other quarterback on their roster. So that tells you all you need to know about what they think about Mac Jones. Yep. <laughs> Which so, whatever. I, I mean, Bill Belichick has always been one to do quirky things like that, and. I mean that that's that's really yeah. out there. So because that's I've never heard of that before. Yeah. So we'll obviously they're gonna have to sign somebody as as a backup or, or something to just in case of injury. It's not it's not uh questioning Mac Jones's talent on a level, it's just <laughs> you need somebody there just in case something happens. But yeah, um I, I guess their biggest offseason uh, addition was Bill O'Brien. They're off. Yeah, <laughs> they they finally got an offensive corner. Who, yep. You know they don't have a defensive offense. guy trying to call right. offensive plays this have, year. Was it Patricia? That yes. Was, yes. Yep. With the pencil in his ear. <laughs> yep. Oh, that guy. <laughs> he always looks so smart and so studious with yep. the pencil in his ear, yep. and then last year he just it just wasn't wasn't the right call. <laughs> <With> some, yep. <laughs> like oh wait, we're playing offense, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a step up having an actual offensive person there. But at the same time, I don't see too many weapons there. Um, they got uh, Ramondre Stevenson there at running back. Uh, they signed Zeke, but like you said, last year he looked slow. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Um, so that's a combo, but I'm not. that's that's a very questionable combo. I, I just don't trust New England Patriot running backs for as long as I can remember. Okay, beyond. so I'll uh, <laughs> give you a little sneak peek. Yep. For my stay away, I literally wrote New England running backs. For the fantasy part of of the AFC East, I wrote "Stay away from the New England running backs." Yeah, I because like, I agree one thousand percent. I I will never as as long as Bill Belichick is the coach. Yep, I will never draft a New England running back. Yep, or, or pick one up. Correct, because whenever correct one will have a great game and then he'll get cut the next week. Yep, like it just there's just no yep. rhyme or reason for what they do there with running backs. But yep. sorry, I got yep. off topic. No, that that's fine because it's it's true. It's just the way it is, but. Signed Juju, uh, that, though surprisingly they let go uh, Jacoby Myers, which was surprising to me. Yeah. Um, but they got Juju and uh, Devontae Parker as their wide receivers now, which um, Devontae Parker was over there in Miami, but he, he had his flashes, but at the same time he never was really consistent, in my opinion. He was never there um, uh, putting up constant uh, numbers. But we'll see if... Belichick can get something out of him more consistently. And uh, Juju, obviously, I, he's just never been a number one. I, I ever, ever since he was he thrusted into that role when Antonio Brown left yep. Pittsburgh, he just wasn't – he put he put up some numbers, but it wasn't number one receiver well, numbers. Well, and you got to think about who was throwing in the ball too, right? I think he, had, he went right. from Big Ben to Patrick Mahomes, and right. now he's going to Mac Jones, Jones, which right. whatever Mac Jones is a serviceable quarterback, but he's not either of those two. Right. So I'll be curious to see how he does with a less than, you know, phenomenal quarterback throwing it to him like he has had in the past. Right. So we'll see how Juju puts up numbers, but I, I have questions there. Their biggest probably offensive producers are probably going to be their tight ends. To be honest, it's going yep. to be Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki. and. Yep. I feel like obviously going back to the Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski days, and I'm not comparing the two, but it's just validating the usage of tight ends there in that New England system. Yeah, um, they've always had they've always had two tight ends. Last two, year, yep. last year it just didn't work out. They had Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Yep, John um, Smith, and he just right. wasn't the guy. He right. didn't he did not perform. He had that one amazing year in Tennessee mm-hmm. that got him that contract with New England, yep. and he just kind of fell off the planet. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't even know where he went, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, I, so. I, yep. So, but we'll see how that connection works. But it, it, to be honest, I think that's where the production is going to be, especially in the passing game. Um, and then defensively, um, you can always, I guess, rely on Bill Belichick to put up yep. a, a good product out there defensively, even if they have, um, I guess, concerns at certain positions. But they have Matthew Judon, who's had 28 sacks over the past few years. So they, they have producers there. It's just about having key producers at every position, which I'm not sure, I'm not sold that they do. But at the same time, Bill Belichick will find a way a way for it to work uh, consistently, at least. Yeah, you know, I told you before before the show. I feel like they're always going to be there. They're oh, yeah. always they're never going to just have that three or four win season as long as Bill Belichick is there. In my opinion, they're mm-hmm. always going to be, you know, somewhat competitive fight till the end. If you remember last season, they didn't get eliminated until um, I think it was the last week of the season against the Bills uh, when it was the Demar Hamlin game. You know, they had that kickoff return for the touchdown to start the game. Mm-hmm. They were literally in contention for the last wild card spot until the last week of the season. So. Right. Um, they were competitive last year. Everybody seems to think that to, to your point about Bill O'Brien, that that's going to make a huge impact on Mac Jones. Um, obviously they have some familiarity with each other, both being previously being at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll help a little bit, but I just, at the end of the day, you already talked about it. I don't think they have the weapons. Right. Um, Zeke, he, he just looks slow. We already talked about that. Um, Devonte Parker, all the things you already mentioned. I'm not gonna, you know, right. be a dead horse. I just, at the end of the day, I don't think that they've set Mac Joe, Mac Jones up well enough um, to to because you think about the offenses in the AFC East, mm-hmm. right? The Bills, phenomenal offense. Right. The Dolphins, they have speed all over the place. Mm-hmm. The Jets, on paper, look like they should have a great offense this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think they have the offense to put up the points to compete with their with their division. Right. I think that's what it comes down to. Right. Yep. Um, so next we'll go to the Dolphins. Um, I know, shout out to my boss, Gary. He's a huge Dolphins fan, and he's anxiously awaiting this episode <laughs> to, to hear to hear our thoughts. Oh, so, a Dolphins fan, huh? Um, so shout out, Gary. Shout out, Gary. Um, well, you know, I think the Dolphins, it all, everybody says that it hangs on to his health, right? Is he going to stay healthy? If, the, if, he, if he does, then they're going to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you before the show, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, obviously, he's a great quarterback, and they're better with him. Having said that, you know, one of the, in my opinion, under the radar things they did in the offseason was they signed uh, Mike White, who was the Jets' backup last year, um, as their backup this year. And until that Bills game, when they essentially snapped Mike White, Mike White in half and <laughs> broke several ribs, right. he was lighting it up. Uh, he came in in place of Zach Wilson. Obviously, he had played the, the year before, too. Mm-hmm. Put up over 400 yards against the Bengals on Halloween. Upset the Bengals. Um, he has proven that he can throw the ball, and he can put up some points. So I say all that to say, not that he's going to be the savior, right. but I will say that I think that they are going to be just fine if something happens to Tua again this year. Um, I think they have just stupid speed all over the field. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, Raheem Mostert's fast as crap, too. Um, they're going to, I mean, they, again, they should be electric, um, with or without Tua. Um, I think they're going to be a really, really good team. The one thing that I don't necessarily agree with is how good everybody believes their defense is going to be. Um, you know, they had an okay defense last year in my, in my opinion, I didn't think it was otherworldly. Um, but obviously, um, Jalen Ramsey's on the on IR to start the season for a very long time. Um, yeah, I've heard November, or December, possibly. Yep. 
So that if at all. that hurts big oh, yeah. time, right? Yep. Obviously, they they traded for Bradley Chubb midway through the season last year, so they'll have him for a full season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be good. But I've heard time and time again how great their defense is and how great it's going to be, <laughs> and I just don't know if I've if I see that right personally. Yeah, I mean they have a number one cornerback in Xavier Howard. Yep. Um. So that that's Lutzfeld. Um. They have Chubb. They have Kristen Wilkins in the defensive line. The uh, problem I have is their number two cornerback. Uh, I think they're drafting a second-year undrafted cornerback right now, uh, opposite of, of Howard. And, uh, I mean, obviously you had Ramsey in there, and that would have made a world of difference to be honest. Going from an undrafted uh, second-year player to Ramsey, is, <laughs> that's a big step up. And maybe I can see it from there, especially with Vic's Vic Fangio there uh, leading that uh, unit, but at the same time as they are right now, I'm I'm with you. I, I just don't see them being elite. I, they can be consistently good, right? But I think another thing that hurts them is they didn't have a first round pick this past year. They got they had to forfeit it because they, they got caught with tampering issues with uh with Brady. So I mean, obviously on on offense they got two and like you said Hill and Waddle, and that'll be a, dy- a dynamic trio as long as two is healthy and. And the way you speak of Mike White reminds me of how you speak of uh, Heineke. <laughs> just goes out there I just love and them like both. just balls and just I just love produces. them both. Yep. So that's I would have been me. okay. Honestly, I would have been okay if Mike White was our starter, the Jet starter this year. It just I would have been totally just give him the reins and totally just... content with that. Give him a full season to show what he can do. That's how highly I think of him oh, personally. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Mike White's a starter in this league. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Okay. Well, well, yeah. I mean, right now they get they got two of them. We'll see if he even knows how to spell his last name. To be honest with you, because Gosh, he, yeah. he had like what three concussions and yeah. like in the span of like two weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. that was insane. So they they exercise exercise his fifth year option. So they they'll give him time. The thing is, does he have overall the health and the, and the arm? Um, so I feel like a lot of times it's Hill and Waddle that are that are making Tua look a lot better than, than what he is. Correct. I agree. Um, but yeah, because you think, you know, he throws a, a 10 yard slant and they break it. Oh yeah. House. Well, that's not Tua. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh. Obviously he put it on the numbers, whatever. Right. But like, that's just their speed and their talent. Oh, absolutely. Making, making that play. Oh, absolutely. So I agree. I agree 100% with yeah. that. So we'll see if they, if they start believing that, but at the same time, he's got to stay healthy for, for that, for his own sake. Yep. Um, yeah. And, like you said, it doesn't have to be for Miami's sake because they got Mike White back there, but for Tua's own sake, I, I think he's 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 just got he's just got to stay healthy. Yep, I agree. Yep. All right, so we'll go to the Bills. I know, obviously, we are in Rochester. Um, we have a lot of Buffalo fans in the area. We have some Buffalo fans that listen to this. Um, I think you guys you have quite a few Buffalo fans at your work um, listening to this. So, oh yeah. Um, obviously, the Bills <laughs> are the Bills. They're you know division champs, back to back years. Um, I have no reason to believe this, nothing to substantiate it. It's just a hunch. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they're going to take a step back this year and I don't know what that means. Uh, I still have them winning the division. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm not saying they're going to tank. Right. Um, I just, I I feel like, and again, uh, no, no, no stats, no analytics to, to justify this. I just feel like their window is closing. That gut feeling. It's a gut feeling. And I agree hundred percent. I feel like the. You know, I feel like things that start to happen with teams that are good that don't don't win it after a while, like chemistry issues start to develop and, and just things start to happen. It's the whole Stefan Diggs Correct. saga right yeah, now. Yeah, that was my transition to that. Yep. I know Bills fans want to say that there's nothing there. Mm. I don't buy it. Even if it's something so subtle, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like enough people have reported on it. Say what you want about Stephen A. Smith. He's uh, he's loud. He's boisterous. He's annoying. <laughs> Whatever. That's yeah. fine. Right. Right. I don't. He's a credible enough reporter to where if he's reporting the issues that he's saying, but that he is saying about digs, mm-hmm. there's something there. Right. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Will that translate to issues on the field stats on the field? You know, whatever that's, that remains to be seen, but I feel like that's just the first, you know, um, slash in their armor, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, to where maybe, maybe they're not going to be the dynamic offense or the, you know, that they, that they have been in the past. Yeah. It can be like the biggest chink in their armor too. Like if you lose the belief in the locker room, you're, you're done. Yeah. yeah like it, same thing happens with coaches. If if you lose that locker room, you're you're you're, you're on uh, Lent time or yep. whatever. Borrow time. Borrow time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And um, they yeah. also lost their defensive coordinator, who stepped away for for the season, Leslie, Leslie Frazier. Frazier. Yep. Um, so I think, and they're they're starting middle linebacker in Tremaine Edmonds. Um, so I think that those two pieces could translate to some some issues on defense. I think they're still going to have a great defense. Yeah. Um, but that might be something where it takes a week or two or maybe even three or four to kind of figure out what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they, The one thing they do have going for them on defense is they're getting both of their starting safeties back, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Biggest, um, yep, biggest that's the best safety duo in the league. Yep. Um, so that is going to go a long way for that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the big question mark is Von Miller when you know he's he's on the pup list for the first four weeks so he, he you know he's out at least four weeks or they're, they're being super cautious with him right um and james cook has taken over at running back they they let devon uh devin singletary go to the texans um not that they've ever really even utilized a running back right I, I was always of the opinion that devin singletary could start on most teams and be a phenomenal starting running back very effective. he's one of those guys that just refuses to go down right um so i thought really highly of him um I yeah. just don't think they ever really utilized him correctly. Yeah. So we'll see if James Cook, what, you know, what that looks like. If if they if they go to him more, if it's you know more of the same. Right. Um, obviously, Josh Allen is pretty much the running back one there. <laughs> yeah. Um, right or wrong. Um, but again, no stats or analytics to 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 justify this. I just feel like they're not going to be as dominant. I guess that's the best way to say it. They're still going to be good. They're mm-hmm. just not going to be as dominant as they have been the last two years, right? In my opinion, yeah. I mean, last year they got decimated by injuries on that defensive end and that defensive uh, side of the ball. <laughs> Jordan Poyer and Mike Hyde are definitely going to be the the world of difference there for that defense, though. And I, I, I it'll transform their defense from I think they were borderline elite last year, yeah. to like yep. fortified elite, yeah. Um, so that that'll definitely be the b- biggest offseason, I guess, additions, even though they're not technically yeah. additions, but that that'll definitely uh, transcend what they're what they're doing so even if they take a step back offensively i think i still think as long as they remain healthy defensively it'll it's a zero-sum game at that point but like you said i i also have that feeling of this is this is it this this is their their last dance type of thing um josh allen's cap hit goes up to like 51 mil next year so that's going to produce problems um money financially money wise who's going to be a, a cap cut type of thing next year so and i always believe as soon as you sign a quarterback you're you're, you're borrowed time yep yep you're 100 yep. yeah it's just a matter of time before you just got to 
tear it all down and, and rebuild. And, and how long is Stefan Diggs going to be here? Right. Not to, right. not to continue on that topic, but you think about his time in, in Minnesota, it was a very similar storyline, right? He started out great. He put up monster numbers. Everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden these things started to come out. He was unhappy. He played the whole season, you know, wasn't wanted to trade, didn't want to trade whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that following off season, he got traded. Right. So, yeah, it, looks it like could be thing. a Stefan Diggs problem. I don't know if he's just, you know, got an attitude, you know, wide receivers or divas. We've talked about that. Yeah. But I feel like it's a very similar storyline to what happened with him in Minnesota. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we'll like, see. like you said, he got traded. And so uh, to me, this is probably Diggs' last year here, um, especially if they don't win it. <laughs> so to me, this this anyway, I slice it. It's just, it's just their last hoorah. I, I just don't see them bringing the entire band back together next year and having the same sort of success. And, and with the Jets ascending and, and um, Dolphins, maybe they'll find something and some consistency with Tua. And then, who, like you said, New England's always there, and they'll yep. always be there, especially yep. with Belichick there. So um, with Buffalo, I think this this is it. Um, but they, I think they got limited weapons besides Diggs. They got Gabe Davis, and then after that, and the it's a fall off um, in terms of wide receiver talent there. Um, they drafted a first round uh, tight end, um, but he's still listed behind Dawson, Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah. So I don't know how much they're Dalton getting. Kincaid, I think out of, Dal- U- out of Utah, Utah, I believe. Yep. yep. Uh, like 25 overall. So, um, I mean, we'll see how much they use the tight end because Dawson Knox, he's more like a red zone target than, yeah. than, than say a middle of the field, so drive, drive you down the field type of player, like a Travis Kelsey or something. So how that works, how that functions, we'll see. And obviously James Cook, the running back situation, I don't know how they'll handle that. You yeah. hope they'd kind of take the responsibility away from Josh Allen. Even though he's your best player, you still want to keep him <laughs> healthy, especially after all the beatings he's been taking over the past years, being your your running back one. That's just got to there's just got to be something that you have to watch out for, for, for his sake yep. and for your own sake at, at the bill's expense. And um, defensively, obviously they have Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. Um, the only thing they have now is um, corner back at the second position. They have Tredavious White there at the number one, but then they got uh, Dane Jackson, yep. who's a former seventh round pick. So obviously you don't want to put too much stock in what round they got taken and whatnot, but at the same time it, Mm, there's a reason they got picked <laughs> the seventh round yeah. um, in 2020, so three years ago. So whether he's taken huge steps in three years, uh, that's from uh, to be seen type of thing. But yeah, I, th- I think this is their last their last go around. Yeah, I think it's this season's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch for sure. Right. Um, so wrapping up the division, we have the Jets. Um, you did this on purpose. I did do it. On purpose. <laughs> I did. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Um, no, but I'm not going to be a homer, right? I'm not going to sit here and say they're the best team in the league. They're going to be amazing. I'm not, I'm not about that. I, I will be the first to say that I think that they are a work in progress, specifically on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I will even go as far as to say it wouldn't surprise me if they start out one and three or two and two. You think about their first four games, right? They have Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They're at the Cowboys. They're home to New England, and then they have uh, the Chiefs on Sunday Night Ooh. Football. And then it even goes further than that. They have the Broncos and the Eagles. So, like, that's one thing that the whole AFC East um, and the NFC East, I guess, actually has going against them is they're playing each other. Right. And both divisions are pretty good. Yeah. And so it's a it's a brutal schedule for for the Jets for for everybody in both of these divisions. Um, the AFC East has the NFC East and the AFC West. 
So you got the the Chiefs, Chiefs the, the Chargers, the yep. Broncos. Um, so it's a brutal, brutal schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think they're going to figure it out. I think that they're going to end up being a playoff team. They're going to be good. What I'm most excited for with this team is their defense. I think that they're going to be phenomenal. I really do. Um, DJ Reed, their starting corner, said today that he thinks they have a chance to be historic, was what he said. And then he compared themselves to the 85 Bears. That's (laughs) pretty high praise. Um, Slow it down. Now, again, that's a player in the locker room who who could be just trying to hype his boys up. I don't know. But I think that last year they jumped on the map, their defense, right? They came out of nowhere. And this is year two trying to figure it all out. They have all the pieces together. They re-signed Quinn Williams, huge extension. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a force. You know, they've, they've showed multiple times on Hard Knocks just how dominant he is. Also, oh, yeah. I love him. He's yeah. like the best personality on the team. And he's respected there, too. Yeah, he right? is. He Big is. Time. He's awesome. He's funny. Yep. Um, Christy loves him, my wife, you know, because I showed her the, the clip when he was a rookie of him sneezing, and he said, bless you, and then thanked himself. <laughs> he sneezed. He said, bless you. Thank you. And Thank then he you. just kept on with his interview like like nothing. It was hilarious, um, but Christy loves him because of that. Uh-huh. Um, but I think their defense is going to be phenomenal, um, and so that's what I'm most excited for. Um, I think, again, I think the combination of Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson has a chance to be just just downright special. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, I think Garrett Wilson is going to fly on the map even more than he did last year, winning Rookie of the Year. Oh yeah, um, I think that he's going to have an amazing year. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, again, do I think they're going to be a 14-win team? No. No, I do not. Right. I think they're going to be a 10-12 to 12 win team who win, have a wild card spot, and we'll see what happens after that. So I'm not a homer. I'm not going to sit here and say they're the best team in the world right? Um, because I just don't think that's true. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be way better than they've been for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited about that. Right, you've always been cautiously optimistic about. The I'm Jets. a Jet fan, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you know, you, you like, expect the worst and yeah. you hope for the best type of Correct. thing. Correct. <laughs> so I, I appreciate the honesty and the transparency on on that. So way to go, not not being a homer. Appreciate I, it. I like it. Go but, Jets. Go Jets. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. That that defense will be elite. I, I there's no I just don't have any questions about that defense. Really, um, that jump off. The, off the page it's just going to be their offensive line specifically yeah that that i'm gonna have some issues with i think dwayne brown's turning turning 38 the dude is so old yeah Yeah, he's 38 yeah he's their starting left tackle yep and he's coming off like a rotator cuff surgery so that that's gonna be i think pff had him like great as like one of the worst left tackles last year too yeah so that's that's something to keep an eye on and then becton on the other side yeah he got um, the nod he went from from left tackle to right tackle yep. um he dropped like 50 pounds nope that's right. um he's yep. looked pretty impressive they are gonna get the one thing i'll say i do agree that their their line is the biggest question mark mm-hmm. they lost uh elijah vera tucker who who can play any position on that line i think the only position he hasn't played in his first two years is center mm-hmm. um he second-year guy, lost him for the season in week five last year against the Broncos. They lost Vera Tucker and Brees Hall in the same game. Um, so they didn't have him all last year, basically. Mm-hmm. He is going to make an impact. Right. He already was becoming one of the most prominent linemen in the, in the AFC, especially on the team. So I do I think they're going to be amazing? No. But right. I think they're going to be better than last year. And at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. And I think that he's going to get the ball out quick. Yeah, he'll he'll... 
he'll know yeah. who to rely on and who yeah. not to rely on and how much time he has. He's that type of like celebrate quarterback. Um, and it, what even helps even further is the familiarity he has with his receivers already that they brought in Cobb and um, Alan Lazard. Yep. So uh, Garrett Wilson is just icing on the cake, and yep. in my opinion, um, on that wide receiver front. Um, so, I mean, in terms of uh, talent around him outside the wide receiver, you got Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. So that's uh, lightning and, and thunder type of combo yep. there. So I, yep. I, I like that running back situation there. And then they got Tyler Conklin there at tight end. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with Conklin's game too much. Um, he's more of a pass catcher. They also have CJ Uzama, yep, who, they, who they got yep. from the Bengals two years ago. Yep. Um, Conklin p- played a much more prominent role last year than Uzama did. Okay. Um, he was more of the guy catching the touchdowns. Uzama was more of a blocker and more okay. of a leadership type role. Mm-hmm. Um, but Conklin, I think, because Aaron Rodgers has always been one to, to like his tight ends. Yeah. And so I think Conklin could have a sneaky good year. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I mean, he doesn't have to. I mean, he's got, with that wide receiving core, he doesn't have to show out. Correct. So as long as he's like a red zone tar- target type of thing, he's doing his job. Correct. So uh, offensively, it's just about can that can those tackles hold up and, and can they stay healthy? Because Becton hasn't played a full game since 2020. I believe, and then Dwayne Brown, obviously thirty-eight, and coming off that surgery, you got you got questions at least yeah. to see about the durability. So, but that's outside of that, they they have a very good chance of being, um, of even winning that division yep. in general. But I still think the Bills will will give it that last hoorah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. That wraps up our divisional breakdown. So we're going to do our picks. Um, one last time again, we're writing them all down. We're not changing them. Nope. We're going to go back and see which one of us was smart, which one of us was <laughs> not so smart. Um, this, Reckless. this, this week I'll say we are much more on the same page, right. I think for the most part. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the NFC East. I'll, I'll knock out my teams real quick. I have Philly winning it. Um, I have the giants in second, okay. I have the Cowboys in third, and then obviously the commanders in, uh, fourth. Yeah. Go so ahead. I got Philly winning as well. Commanders okay. in fourth. I just flip flop Dallas and and and. Okay, so you have Dallas in second. Yep, Dallas in second. Okay. Giants and like I, it can go either way. I I don't mind being wrong on that one. It's just going to be an issue of did the Giants do enough to leapfrog yep. um um Dallas when they were treading water at twelve wins. So yep. um yeah, I, I'm okay with those picks. Okay. In the AFC, I really struggled with this because, like I said, I do think the Bills are going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. But then when I thought about it, like, what does that look like to me? Does that look like the Dolphins or the Jets winning the division? And, the, and to me, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So I still have I have the Bills winning the division. Uh, I have the Jets in second. I have the Dolphins in third. And then I have the Pats in the basement. Yep. I, same exact, exact same. Bills, okay. Jets, Dolphins, Pats. All right. So, I, I mean, I... It's, it's kind of like the same issue I had when the AFC North back when I picked the Browns to mm-hmm. win that division because I, I always I was like debating with the Bengals and Ravens, but I was and yeah I'm going a little off topic but just go into my mind a little bit but I, I was like I can't see either of them beating the other yeah so but like I love what the Browns were doing or at least attempting to do so that's why I leapfrogged them over yeah. that so I, it's just similar uh, issues mentally on that one. okay so much easier this week much more oh on the absolutely same page. Uh, yep. Um, all right, prizes. so now we're going to kind of do a bonus, a bon- some bonus picks. We're going to go one through seven in each conference. So who we think is going to win, obviously, the AFC and the NFC. And then we'll do our, we'll pick our wild card teams 
Um, and then we'll make a we'll make a Super Bowl pick as well. So I will let you go first with your AFC rankings. Okay, so number one seed, I got the Chiefs. And okay. until someone dethrones them, I'm not correct. I'm not going anywhere Agreed. with the Chiefs there. Uh, second seed, I got the Jaguars going number two. I, I in that division, I think they they just have an easier schedule than okay. than anybody else. But and third, uh, the Bills. I think they'll win that division. Okay. There, fourth Browns. Okay. And then from there, I got the Bengals. They'll be neck and neck with the Browns. Okay. The Jets. And then the Chargers. And the Chargers. Yes. Yeah, okay. Set up a rematch from last year's Chargers and in, in Jacksonville game. Oh, I like that. Uh, yep. I like that a lot. <laughs> yep. Brandon Staley. What are you going to do, bud? <laughs> That's right. All right. So um, in the AFC, I also have the Chiefs, um, the number one seed with that with that first round buy. Mm-hmm. I have the Ravens as the two seed. Okay. The Bills as the three seed. The Jags, uh, the fourth and final division winner. Um, and then my first two wild cards are the same as you. I have the Bengals and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have a third team coming out of the AFC East. I have the Dolphins, um, that last that w- last wild card spot. Dolphins sneaking in. Dolph- Dolphins sneaking in. I think they're going to be good. I really, really, really struggled with the AFC. Mm-hmm. Because think about teams that I left out, right? The Chargers, the Broncos, um, the Steelers I talked about. I thought they could make the playoffs as well. So there, there, there's just so much talent. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in the AFC. Yeah, it's you just, can't go wrong. It's just crazy. Yeah, you it's can't go crazy. wrong with them. But, yep. Um, all right, NFC, who you got? So I got the Eagles as the number one seed. Uh, okay. Playing it safe. I think th- even though they have a hard schedule, they, I think they just have the talent to overwhelm that. Okay. And then two, I'm, <laughs> don't call me a homer, but I got the Saints. I think their schedule is way too I easy. I don't think that's crazy. Okay. I really don't. Yeah, I, I just think their schedule is just way too easy. Yeah. Um, and then third, I got the Seahawks. They were my division winners there in the West. Fourth, I got the Lions going there. Uh, fifth, I got the 49ers as the top overall wild card seed. I forgot that you picked the Seahawks. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> that like, you did what are you that. Doing? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. And then I got six of Dallas and then seven uh, the Giants. And okay. So you have three out I of have three, uh, the NFC East. Yep. I, I think their Giants obviously improved Dallas traded water. And I, I think just they're all just talented. Okay. Um, I, I don't see any other team overwhelming the Giants or Dallas for those last two uh, wild card spots. Okay. So I have the 49ers as the one seed, the Eagles as a two seed, Saints as the three seed, and then the Vikings, uh, the last division winner, as the four seed. Um, my first wild card spot in the five is going to be the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the Giants. And then I have the Lions rounding out. So I have actually Dallas not making the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. which I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I think I'm, I'm high on the Lions, and I'm just not as high on. Right, it's just about loving a team and not correct. loving another team. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, those are our rankings. So we're gonna do a Super Bowl pick. So who'd you pick to make it, and then who did you pick to win? Your uh, face. I can't not uh, wait for this no. just based off your face. I, really I, I, I had such a hard time deciding. So did I. I, I really it, did. It was... Here's what, and that's why I told you before the show. Like, I want to not be boring. Right. And pick like, oh, Chiefs Niners, because like you know that's just this easy pick yeah but at the same time you want to be credible right, right? you don't want to be stupid and say browns lions like you want to say <laughs> <laughs> so anyways that's my on. that's my fantasy go, flip rule. I, I would watch that 10 times over yeah that'd be so much fun but i i have i played it safe with the eagles going back there i think they have okay. the most complete roster there okay. coming out of the nfc and then i think the the bills will come out of that afc i i think this is where they they're gonna okay. exercise their demons there and they're going to come out uh, from the AFC. And then I, I got the Bills winning it. Do you? Yep. Right. 
You're just saying Bills, that to the guys at work. Guys at work, Nate, Steve, everybody else, you guys better – you guys owe me one. <laughs> but uh, I, they have the talent. It's just about putting it together, and, and hopefully Stephon Diggs becomes a believer as the season goes on. Yep. yep. All right. Um, I have the Niners coming out of the NFC. I think they were – obviously, they were one game away last year. They had an injury. Um, I think they're going to do it this year. I think they're still going to be very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the Ravens. And I have actually the Ravens winning it. I told you I was super high on the Ravens this year. And I, I'm sticking with it. I think that they have a chance to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ravens over the Niners uh, in the Super Bowl is my my pick. So, it's funny because I have the Ravens in my playoff. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just skip over that real quick. <laughs> All oh. right. So those are our picks. Every division, every wild card spot, every Super Bowl pick. Right. Um, we will... We'll periodically look over these as the season goes on. Right. Um, so real quick, we will do our fantasy um, aspect of the show. Um, so again, we for each division of the AFC East and the NFC East, we pick a player that we must have on our teams, a player to stay away from, mm-hmm. and a sleeper pick. Right. Um, I will let you go first. Yeah. Uh, so for the NFC uh, East, I got AJ Brown as my must have. Okay. He's going to be that number one weapon there, regardless of what happens there in Philadelphia. Uh, stay away. I got Brandon Cooks. I, I just don't know how much, uh, how effective he's going to be in that in that system, especially with his age. Okay. Um, and then sleeper, I got Darren Waller. I'm not sure if he's much of a sleeper, but I just I, he's going to be. He should be a top three tight end being taken. To be honest with you. So Darren Waller is my must have. Oh, he's he's, mu- he's okay. my must have. Yep. He's the guy that above all else, I you have to get him. Yep. I think that he is going to be just dominant oh yeah absolutely um so he's my must have in nfc (laughs) my my stay away i just wrote the commanders (laughs) the commander um so i'm not buying anybody on that team again Mm. i'm sorry i'm not trying to bash on the commanders i just from a fantasy aspect maybe terry mclaurin but like that's that's a that's a that's a stretch. Like I'm just right. staying away from Washington altogether. It's like my Cardinals pick with Marquise Brown. Correct. You got to pick somebody. Yeah, and then my sleeper is Daniel Jones. Okay, I think that he is going to put up really really good numbers. He also people forget that he's he's got some speed. He runs the ball a little bit, um, and I think his passing numbers are going to be through the roof this year again with Darren Waller. Right. So he's my sleeper in the NFC. Okay. Uh, who do you have in the AFC? AFC East. AFC, let's see here. I got must have. I got uh, Stefan Diggs as, your, as the must have. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> it's just trying to make me feel better from the auto draft I had a couple <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but I, I think he'll, he'll Jeff, uh, Jeff decided up. to go to Walmart during our fantasy draft yesterday, guys. I lost track of and, time. And um, he was auto drafting for the first probably three or four rounds, which no, for, for those five, of you, for five rounds, for those of you that know Jeff, like that just, we, we don't, we don't auto draft. It's a sin. We don't, we don't do that. Yep. We, we, like, for example, I was putting my daughter to bed last night and drafting at the same time. Like, you just you just don't miss a fantasy draft. So when you he know. Was, I thought he I thought something happened to him. Like I texted him. I was like, auto draft. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so he he was blessed or cursed with maybe some people that he wouldn't have drafted. I was cursed, um, including Stefan Diggs. So, yeah, anyways, well, proceed. yeah, must have Diggs. <laughs> 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 Stay away. I got uh, Mostert, even though he's the number one running back there, and Jeff Wilson uh, Jr. isn't back until like week five. I I still stay away from that uh, running back committee at all costs there in Miami. Yep. yep. And sleeper, I got Lazard there for the for the Jets. I like that. So I, I, like I that think he's going to be that number two behind Wilson. He should be. So, yeah, yeah. So I I have 
high hopes for for Lazard because I, I, Cobb is up there in age and like Conklin, like a, like you were saying, he's he's a pass catcher, but at the same time, as long as he's like a red zone threat type of thing. But Al Lazard will spread the field for you. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yep. All right, so my must have is Garrett Wilson. Um, and I don't even really think that's me being a homer. I think that's just... No, I was going to say the same I, thing. I, I think that, again, yeah. we talked about it. I think he's going to blow up this year. So oh, absolutely. He's my must-have. I already talked about it. I'm staying away from all New England uh, running backs. Mm-hmm. I'm not drafting anybody. Not picking them up. Nothing. Couldn't, couldn't pay me. <laughs> um, and my sleeper, I actually wrote James Cook. Because in his time last year, he had a few carries. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. He showed that he could be electric. Um, and, I, I mean, obviously... He's Dalvin Cook's brother, so I mean, mm-hmm. how he, he's no slouch, right? And I know they're both insanely geared up for Week One, um, so I think that he again, it's all about how Buffalo decides to use him. Mm-hmm. If they devote, you know, plays to running the ball, I think that James Cook could really have an impact on that team. So he's my sleeper in the AFC East, right? Yeah, good sleeper. Um, all right, so hopefully, I know it's funny. We were talking about it during the weekend. We had three drafts. We had one Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. And we're texting each other, man, man, we definitely listen to each other because yeah, yeah. I took the Saints defense in two out of the three leagues. Yeah, uh, right you, as I was going to take them, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that. On purpose. Yep, I knew um, you. You took yep. Greg Dulcich, which was one of my sleepers. Yeah. If none of you guys are listening to us, we're listening to us. Yep. So that's all that matters. So that, yep. um, hopefully you guys got some takeaways from the fantasy football perspective. Obviously, most of you have probably already drafted by now. Um, but hopefully we were able to help out right. a, any last minute drafts. Yeah, hopefully we were able to help out a little bit. Right. Um, so that completes the fantasy part of this. Um, last thing for this episode, I know we we're cramming a lot in here. Um, we're going to do this every week. We're going to pick basically two games um, for the following week. One is our, our lock, our guaranteed win. Um, and then the other one is like an upset special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you go first with, with both of yours. Okay. So my upset, uh, was the Lions over the Chiefs? So opening opening, opening game. game. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs. I think will that do... could very easily happen. Yeah, I, I think I, the Lions should be amped up for that game. Yep. Right? They can that new culture. This is what you're, you've been trying to rebuild towards, yep. type of thing. And I think the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're notorious for starting slow <laughs> on occasion. They get a loss here and there yep. um, to open the season. So I think this this could be one of the ones that were the Lions surprise people. And then as my lock, I got the Jags over the Colts. I, okay. I my, As we were talking about back in the episode with the AFC South, it's the Jags division to lose. And I just think the Colts, it's going to take a while for them to rebuild and put a competitive team back out there. Yep. Agreed. So, yep. Um, so my lock is the Seahawks over the Rams. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to start out the year in a positive way. And my upset is, and this is only a slight upset. They were a one point underdog. Um, was the Packers over the Bears? I think that the that Jordan Love is is going to come out and and have a, a pretty stellar debut. So that's my upset special. Um, we'll track these each week. So basically, what our episodes are going to look like from now on. Obviously, we're not, we don't have breakdowns to do every week. All right. So we'll sit here. We're going to record Sunday night after the four o'clock games have finished, and we'll just recap some things that caught our eye. We'll, we might not go through every single game, but we'll recap um, our picks. We'll keep track of what our records are with these picks each week and kind of, you know, compete against each other. Right. Um, we will talk about fantasy standouts, the standouts, you know, what quarterback blew up, um, what quarterback screwed us in our league, you know, how, how our, how our teams fared each week. Right. Um, and just talk about things that caught our eye from, from the, from the Sunday slate of games. So um, again, the NFL is here. Um, I'm, I'm pumped. This is 
the most excited I've been for football season in a really long time, obviously, with <laughs> yeah. the Jets being competitive. So right. um, I cannot wait. And hopefully you guys stick around with us during the season because um, it's about to get fun. Well, yeah. Right. So this is where this is when the season starts. And this <laughs> or is sad if our teams. Yeah, or sad <laughs> or sad. Here's what here's how you guys will know if you're going to watch on YouTube and I'm not wearing Jets gear, <laughs> they lost. Okay. It's going to be me talking. I, I, I refuse to wear to continue to wear my gear if they lost that day. I'm not going to the store wearing my Jets jersey if they just lost. I'm not doing it. And I'm dang sure not recording an episode if they just lost. So uh, that's right. a good way to, right. to know how I'm feeling. I was, is, if, <laughs> is if I'm recording and I'm in my Jets gear, then it was a pretty good day. Yeah, uh, whenever I go out, I always question, should I wear my Saints gear dude, if they I lost? I'm like, I, I hate I, it. I, yep. If I have to go out in public after they just lost, I yep. feel like such a fool wearing my wearing my Jets gear. <laughs> such a fool. Like, because I walk around, I see other guys. Like, like if, if their team lost, in my, in my head, I'm like, do they know that they lost? Like, what are they doing? And this isn't just for <clears throat> game day. I, I do this for like the whole week. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, I will wait until probably Thursday, Friday. Monday through Wednesday is an, an absolute no. If yep. they lost, I'm not wearing any Jets gear. I'm not even wearing a hat. Um, but I will yep. get over it by like Thursday, Friday, and the hoodies will come out, and the jerseys and the hats and everything will be okay. And right. we'll have the weekend, and then we'll start all over again. So, um, <laughs> again, I cannot wait. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun year, and we hope you guys uh, stick around with us um, throughout the whole season. So, um, yep. thanks for tuning in. Um, sorry, this episode is airing a day late. Um, we had some some stuff happen over the over the holiday weekend that kind of delayed us a little bit, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us. And uh, we'll see you next week for week one. Week one. Peace. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.